Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. What a weird week for Iowa basketball. They go to Bloomington. Yeah. And they win there. Yeah. Then they come home with everything on the line yesterday, an 11.5 point favorite. Senior day. His son is one of the seniors and probably probably overlooking Nebraska, like a lot mm-hmm. of teams have done during this stretch, which Nebraska's won six of eight without during that stretch at times without their three best defenders. Just a weird week in basketball. There, there's teams that took advantage of their opportunities in the last week, and there's others that said, yeah, we're, we're good, like Michigan, for example. So Michigan, earlier this week, had a chance to play themselves into the tournament. Look what they did in Champaign. No. Mm-hmm. Then yesterday against Indiana, they had a chance to play their way into the tournament. No. Michigan basketball, in the last 10 opportunities to either tie or win the game at the end are 1-9. and nine. So this week they lost two overtime games. And then there's Rutgers, which has dropped. And I'm wondering, what happened? Rutgers at one time I thought was about the second or third best team in the Big Ten. And that game in Chicago between Rutgers and Michigan, that is a playout game. Yeah. The team that loses that game, whatever Tim Kruger's going to say, I'm going to disagree. And maybe maybe he will agree with me. Loser of Rutgers-Michigan is out of the NCAA tournament. Mm -hmm. That's pretty amazing with Rutgers to go from, oh, yeah. They're way up there. To, they might be in the NIT. No, I, I mentioned this on Friday. Like It was, what, early January? The way we were kind of watching things unfold, or again, very early in the Big Ten standings. Of like, is, is, I know we asked the question, is Rutgers the second best team in the Big Ten? At least for a moment. They were sort of looking that part. Eh, things have changed a little bit, and Minnesota will do that to you well, as no, well. Basketball's drunk. Let's just be. Let's admit uh, it can be. It can be March. It can be February. It can be uh, Uncle Joe in uh, December. Basketball is drunk this year because this is all part of it. Makes for a good tournament. You're waking up this morning, and 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 Iowa hasn't beaten Nebraska in 310 days in football, men's basketball, volleyball, or baseball. Northwestern, which lost their two top players. Yeah. Nansen Young. They are a number two seed in the Big Ten tournament in Chicago. You don't think the UC is going to be rocking yeah. when Ret- or when uh, Northwestern plays? Northwestern is the number two seed in the Big Ten tournament. Well, they now, are Chicago's Big Ten team. Now, this is all part of also the Big Ten is a jumbled mess. I know the Big Ten's probably going to get a lot of teams in. I don't know how many are going to that second weekend. I now, I, now, I still like Indiana because I like their guard play. Um, Purdue is... You know, they've kind of run away with the conference, but I'm not, you know, lock, stop. Hey, Purdue's going to the Final Four. The Big Ten is just one jumbled mess, which you know, kind of shows you Nebraska went 9-11 and in conference play. Mm-hmm. If you get to 10 most years, you've got a really good shot. So Nebraska has to find a way to get at least plus one next year. But you have Northwestern as the number two seed. And we also live in the bizarro world as we wake up today in basketball month 
The New York Knickerbockers have won <laughs> nine in a row. Hey. Okay. Right. So that is true. So this is the right now the epitome of March Madness, and it's fantastic. But I, I go back to the Nebraska game yesterday, and I, I'm, I'm kind of I'm just a, as I, I sift through the box score, and I went with the ex, I went to the extended box score that's got points per, per possession and all of that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Nebraska basketball doesn't win games like that. No. They just don't. Historically, they have not won games where they give up 31 sh- second chance points. They give up 21 offensive rebounds. They give up 21 points off 15 turnovers. They don't win games like that. But they found a way yesterday. Of all people, C.J. Wiltshire has a personal seven-point run in the My game. My man! My man, CJ. You're on a lonely island if you're claiming him as your man. I'm just telling you that. But <laughs> I, just get, day, I get extra excited when he's for, having a good game. But for one day in Iowa City, what is going on in yep. this bizarre world? So when I ask the question about this season with Nebraska basketball, where Fred Hoiberg has found the, the four letters that has escaped him in his first three years, and that is T-E-A-M. He said, Abdul Massey, whether I'm being told i got to you know, bump the guy to the curb or not, I got to take control of my basketball program. And he got a couple of nice additions. The culture in the locker room is greatly improved. Mm-hmm. He found the TEAM of the wins this year, the most satisfying win. Could be Creighton. Could be the first time against Iowa. Could be yesterday with everything that I laid out about how odd that was for yeah. Nebraska to win. You know what I think is the most satisfying win this year? And granted, they're a 12 seed in the Big Ten tournament, and they're on the bubble, and Greg Gard is... I still think the Wisconsin game. When Nebraska was down 17 at home to a team that has been a kind of a thorn in Nebraska's yeah. side, I think that, to me, is the most satisfying win. Maybe that's the most eye-opening of what this team can do when you are down two starters. But but you have, yeah. a, you have a pick of, of wins this year, and... The last three years, your your pick of wins that go, hey, that's the most satisfying, you could count them on one or two fingers. Oh, totally. I, I think for the coaching staff, and I think they've we've pretty much learned as much that the Wisconsin one probably was and still is that one. I would be curious to hear the conversation in the locker room, especially the coaching staff after yesterday, though. And I, I, I say yesterday, I say in Iowa City, it was sort of reminiscent of what Nebraska was doing at the – end of last year too where they did it to both Wisconsin and Ohio State on their senior days in their buildings that's always kind of fun to do but if you lay out the parameters again why the Wisconsin one I would say you would have a really good argument for that one because you don't see Nebraska even at home overcome deficits like that especially when you're shorthanded like they are yesterday you're watching that start that Nebraska gets off to, and then all of a sudden, Iowa just, I mean, in the blink of an eye, all of a sudden, I mean, it's 18-9 before you know it's 21-18. You're just like, okay. And usually, in, in Nebraska, uh, on the road, has had an, then they've wilted a little bit. Because right. when Iowa's offense is humming, that's a really, really yeah. efficient offense. I mean, they there's a lot of things to like about that offense, but you're right. When Nebraska jumped them early, but then Iowa responded, I thought, and That's yeah. Now, now it's going to be. It's going to look like some of the past road games yep. outside of like the trip to Rutgers. Yep, and you're probably going to see a score that's going to reflect something very close to what the line was at the end. And, and at that point, I, I wasn't even like dejected. I was more of 
okay, how does Nebraska respond? Can they just make the second half entertaining? Can they can they hang around? This, where are they at at that eight-minute media timeout in the second half? You know, all those things. Really, and again, shame on me for not entertaining the fact that they could actually still win this basketball game. But doing what they did on the road, again, limited, and not playing extremely clean basketball, you're, you're giving up offensive rebounds, you're turning the basketball over. Iowa, on the other hand, is converting off of those turnovers but then all of a sudden, you're able to defensively sort of shift it back there in the key moments there in the last like six minutes where you hold them to a field goal drought. Didn't see any of that coming. And to do that, given, as you brought up the Indiana game, I mean, am I to believe that Iowa can go into Bloomington in a tough place to play against a very good Indiana team, a team that I think actually has a better shot of going further than what Purdue has, at least right now, that you could go and lead that game when it wire to wire, and yet Nebraska comes into your building and they give you more of a handful than what Indiana presents for you. It's to, it, one, to your point about college basketball being drunk, that's a good example of it. But you look at what Nebraska has been able to show. And more times, especially in the last two months, they have given you that moment of looking like they've sort of overcome some of those previous things that have really hurt them or, or why we do look at them giving up a, that type of a lead and think, okay, yeah, they're, they're done. So I still say yesterday because of the way that that game was trending and also given the way that Iowa was coming into that game with everything they had on the line, and then you put an exclamation point on that series that you sweep them because that was the one thing I was worried about more than anything. I'm like, Iowa's good right now. They're pissed off. They're not going to overlook Nebraska because of what Nebraska did to them in Lincoln. This just ain't going to go well for Nebraska. Shame on me, and look at that. So I, I would say Iowa. Yesterday, Iowa at Carver Hawkeye. It's the most excited people have been for an 11 seed in the Big Ten tournament. <laughs> a little bit has to do with who you're playing. Yeah. It's a very, 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 very winnable game. Uh, Doug, old man Doug, writes it into his own inbox. The Echo Old Bank... Uh, Inbox. Fit check. Uh, by the way, the uh, newest location out there on uh, Pierce. Uh, yes, he goes, Gary, I can't get a good angle on your hat. Haven't seen you wear that one. It's my tribute to the uh, state of Nebraska, which celebrated a birthday last week. Happy birthday, Nebraska. Mm-hmm. And way to pay tribute. Did they have cake down? Did, did Governor Pillen have cake down at the Capitol for the birthday? For yeah, they should. They had to have. Or do you think they've have they gone like the cupcake or even now the popular cookie route? The cookie cake? Mm. Well, a lot of people are buying, you know, the the big luxury cookie boxes uh, in lieu of a cake. Oh, yeah, that's what you had, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Which I don't mind. No. It's, it's There's good. always a lot of cake left over, I think. Yeah. What would you give Nebraska for its birthday? Mm. A border to keep the uh, young people here so yeah. they don't uh, go get their degrees and go somewhere else? Give them a gambling app. Uh, did someone from Iowa call Nebraska basketball poverty program? I've seen it on Twitter quite a bit. If you're describing it 30 to 60 days ago, that would be correct, but it is emerging from bankruptcy. Hey, that's good banking terms. <laughs> hey, that is, yeah. yeah. Forgiveness. No, no, I've not heard that. Did, did... I haven't, say, but... Say, like, I'm, I'm on Twitter. You yeah, I haven't, I haven't Twitter, heard Twitter, you say anything. Yeah, I haven't I, heard that. Ed Foley said something on Twitter yesterday. <laughs> Jeez. I mean, the website is fantastic. <laughs> um, I don't... I, I'd not heard I that. I haven't heard it either. But if... if if they had, I'm sure that the Nebraska basketball fans, which have flexed enormously mm-hmm. since that game ended at 3 o'clock yesterday, As would should. have found that quote, Great and game. they probably would have 
put that person in the yeah. fetal position. Again, if you just scroll through the score tweet from Iowa basketball, and there's there's actually a lot of familiar Twitter handles <laughs> that interact with our show that memed the heck out of Iowa. Uh, do you think do you think the Big Ten is a very average conference with only one really good team, Purdue, and a very good Indiana team than a bunch of questionable bubble teams? I do. I yeah. agree, Doug. It's a jumbled mess. And yesterday was a prime example where Northwestern was playing last night in New Jersey and what could have been either a two seed, which they ended up winning that game, mm-hmm. or they could have fallen to a nine seed. <laughs> that that's what the Big Ten is. But the Big mm-hmm. Ten's gonna get a lot of teams in. And it'll be based on who gets to that second weekend. But I, I, we're we're all in agreement with Doug on uh, that one. Tim Cougar's coming up in less than an hour, and we'll see what his latest bracket has. Uh, the fourth question here in the roulette wheel of Doug's questions on a Monday: uh, What round do you think Palmer goes, and how much did his forty time help him? I've seen him being mocked in a, in a second round. I've seen him mocked a couple of times, and this was actually before his forty time. So. The 40 time, I think you always kind of knew Trey Palmer was fast, but I don't know if it all of a sudden puts him into first-round contention. I mean, look, wide receiving class, it's been this way for the last five years. They're always extremely deep. They're always very deep. So where does Trey Palmer kind of sit amongst all of those? It'll be interesting to see if there's if there's any type of bump. I'm sure there could be, but a, a significant bump from maybe being a you know third, fourth round guy to all of a sudden now he's you know back end of the first round. I don't know. I don't know if I could go to th- that high of a leap based on his forty time. That's impressive, but again, this is where some of the underwear Olympics metrics sometimes are. It's it's exactly that. It's a metric. It's not something that's. I'll project it as fourth round, and he's the only Husker drafted. Mm. I don't think O'Shawn Mathis had a very good combine. Travis Vokalek, I, I didn't yeah. expect him to get drafted. I think Trey Palmer will be the only Husker that will be drafted. And I think it will be about in the fourth round. Now, the one thing that he has to do is, yeah, he was fast. He ran a 4 3 3 40. But we all know that. And I don't think he wants to just be exactly. known as the fast guy. Yeah, He wants to be known as a guy that can run routes. Yep. And he's not just a guy that has blazing speed and you just you know bring in Casey Thompson and he just chucks it downfield right. and – Effort. Hope Palmer is down there somewhere. Trey wants to be known for more than that. And you saw that the routes that he ran at the combine uh, and his hands and his little bit of burst. I think he's going to have to answer to the drops he had last year. Mm-hmm. But I think he's a fourth round guy. Yeah. Again, I, I think he'll be the only guy that's drafted uh, from Nebraska. I wasn't Mathis just kind of blends in now. Now maybe Mathis because you have a run on edge rushers gets drafted on the third day. But I think Trey's the only guy. And I'll say fourth round. Yeah, the the mock of second was kind of surprising, but yeah, I think his grade has been anywhere. What we've seen anyway has been and, anywhere and, between a th- four and three. And I don't think anybody was surprised how fast he was. Exactly. That that's why I don't think it, it all of a sudden is this incredible jump for him based on that forty time because he came in with a speed profile. But if you're a wide receiver and you're drafted in the third or fourth round, I mean, more than likely you're the first or second wide receiver on that. You know. Yeah. That team's draft hall. Yes. Um, and the last one, chances of Creighton going to Des Moines. Athletic has them as a six seed, and they have them in Des Moines. I'm seeing a lot of Des Moines and Sacramento. I've seen Sacramento, but yeah. Yeah, I've got a, the Jerry Palm that was yesterday morning. That was Sacramento as a seven, actually. But yeah. Sacramento, the Des Moines thing's Des Moines. a new development, but uh, would be very encouraging for the local fans that would like to. Uh, Venture. Bracket Matrix, they have Creighton 
all the averages of all the brackets out there as a six seed, the second six seed behind Iowa State. Who? Hello. Mm-hmm. One in Waco on Saturday. I can't. The last day of the regular them. season. The last two oh, days of the regular season were wild. Saturday, I think what seventy five percent of the top twenty five teams all lost. So either they didn't, they didn't really care. I'm not gonna right. say they didn't care, but wasn't as dialed in. Or yeah. some teams played with a lot of desperation. I mean, St. John's almost went to Milwaukee and beat Marquette, mm-hmm. and Marquette didn't have anything really to play for because they wrapped up yes. the full share of the Big East uh, title. Kansas, Texas. I mean, that was never even a game. Same thing. They, never. Yeah. And Kansas already had it wrapped up. Uh, Bracket Matrix has the same. This is the longest I can remember that we've had the same four number one seeds. Alabama, Kansas, Houston, Purdue have not changed much. Uh, uh, UCLA? Can I interest anybody in UCLA? Mm -hmm. UCLA forces a lot of turnovers. They're all of a sudden. And and even when they don't, they're still pretty effective. Yeah. What they did to Arizona on Saturday night, and I know they're in the Pac-12, which is going to have as many teams as there are in this studio. But UCLA, to me, feels like a number one seed. Mm-hmm. Purdue, to me, doesn't feel like a number one seed. They can use it as a chip on their shoulder if they get a two. Well, and I saw a couple brackets that now had put Kansas in the Midwest as the one seed there. And I know Lenardi, I think be. as of Saturday, Lenardi had them as the overall number one over Bama. People in Kansas City love that. I'm, I'm telling you that. And I remember, though, the last time that they had the Kansas City uh, semifinals, they played Oregon in the Elite Eight. Yep. It was all laid out for them, and they laid an egg there. But... You get them with a home court advantage if they're able to get through that first weekend. And it is a home court advantage. Look out. Yeah, it is. That would be uh that would be one of the most significant home court advantages for any team playing they used to call in the it regional the finals. Kansas invitational and they have the big eight tournament down yeah. there and yeah. Although I'd Iowa State Iowa State fans had a lot to say about that too. Oh, always. They were they show up, man. Okay, so just a little tease before we get to Tim in the next hour. Uh, he was with the other bracketologists that are his friends, they did their mock bracket. <laughs> mm-hmm. They have Creighton as a six in Greensboro, oh. opposite Gonzaga, hmm. who Gonzaga all of a sudden has started to rise up. I noticed they're in the top ten in Ken Palm again. Mm-hmm. And they play tonight against San Francisco in the, that weird WCC bracket. Uh, the mock had Rutgers making the tournament. See, I think Rutgers-Michigan is a playout game. Loser of that game is done. Well, he has Iowa State playing Oral Roberts as a 12. Oh, there you go. Oh. Yeesh. Just want to see who's going to Des Moines. Okay. Right. KU, KU should be in Des Moines. Now, Iowa may have played themselves out of Des Moines as well. Yep. But there's a and there's a little bit of a chance that Creighton could be make Denver, though. Des Moines. Could be in Denver if you're Iowa. It'd be fine. Yeah, I don't think you'd be opposed to that. No. All right, so TK's coming up at 740. Jacob Bigelow a little bit uh, later. Ahead of Nebraska playing Wednesday night against Minnesota in the Big Ten Tournament. Creighton gets the winner of Villanova-Georgetown late Thursday night. Uh, And they are opposite in their side of the bracket, uh, Xavier. The other side, UConn-Providence-Marquette. Creighton, as the number three seed, actually worked out really well, Mm -hmm. in my opinion. I agree. Anybody be surprised if it's UConn-Creighton on Saturday night? Nope. I I don't know that anybody really wants to play UConn. UConn's Mm 1-8-9. Providence is skittering a little bit. Um, yep. But we, we've counted out Marquette. I mean, Marquette's going to have the player of the year in the conference. Kolick will be the player of the year. Does Georgetown go to Heater again? Who? Yeah. Georgetown play this weekend? <laughs> oh, sure they do. Oh, did they play this weekend? Oh, yeah, they played. Rumors have it they did. Did they? I'm trying to remember who they played. 
They didn't just pack it up and say, "Now we're good." Huh. That, performance, uh, that performance in <laughs> Omaha, I would have. <laughs> like, we're good. We're good. We're going to concentrate on baseball. Uh, uh, I know they, well, obviously they lost. Who the hell did they play? Uh, that was their last game. They will have gone a Oh, week. it was their last game? Yeah, they will have wow, gone a okay. week since getting beat by 40 by e. Creighton. Wow, okay, gosh, I thought that'd be great yeah, prep. Then. That'd be great prep for them against uh, Villanova. <laughs> How ironic. That'll be Patrick Ewing's last game will be in the garden. Sit, they got to sit on that one for a while. Yeah. And 33 is up in the rafters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll make them feel better at least. That'd better be, days. It'll be awkward. Yeah. Uh, off and uh, running on a, a Monday. March Madness is in full effect. Here, prep-wise, Girls State Basketball Tournament wrapped up. Boys State Basketball Tournament takes the floor uh, midweek. Uh, we'll have it all uh, covered as uh, we roll till 10 on this uh, Monday. Plus, there was one bad bit of, well, maybe bad of bid news for Nebraska athletics over the weekend and we will uh, touch on as well it's mornings with sharp and handling at 1620 the zone swimsuit check sunscreen check phone charger check don't forget to pack the five hour energy it fits great in a pocket or carry-on and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything now get 20 percent off when you use code 5he travel at 5hourenergy.com Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5hourenergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%.